Tyler Deaver is here with us this week. Uh, uh, appreciate you coming back and being on the show with us. Yeah, thanks for having me back, guys. You're going to play some songs for us today. We're going to talk hunting. We're going to talk fishing. I tell you what, let's go ahead and kick it off with a song. The holding hands walking down the logging road. Just a guy and a girl. Hundred acres. I think we took that place for granted. The cows, the hills, and the white tail bucks. Let's talk hunting, fishing. Yeah, uh, how did your 23, 24 season go? I mean, how was it? Yes. What'd you get into? I did a ton of fly fishing this year. I went back home uh, to Wisconsin in November, uh, and I got a really nice buck on Veterans Day. Um, when I was up there, I hunted out of a tree saddle. They're so versatile, and you can just kind of get anywhere. He kind of came up over a ridge, and had I not had that, might have got pegged in the tree. The award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad you're tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. we got a great show lined up for you today. Don, hey, we're back in the studio. It's yes, feels good to be back, 2024. Too. First, I know. You know. First show here in the studio. We've had a few out in the field with uh, Ren region three with me me but good to be back in the studio it really is and it's it's time to kind of go to the top of the list on our radio stations you know kinda, okay kind of recharge restart like for the new year we're going to go with wzyx in cowan tennessee they were our first radio station to play wildcast and we sure certainly appreciate them uh saturday mornings at 6 a.m it's our flagship station w ZYX and Cowan. Awesome. Yeah, we appreciate those partners. We appreciate uh, yeah, the folks who run us on the TV stations. Yes. Uh, we're on Carbon TV now. If you haven't heard that, CarbonTV.com or find it on your favorite uh, streaming app, right. Roku and things like that. Um, and download us on the podcast, whatever your favorite podcasting app is. There, Listen there. We're everywhere. Yeah, like us, share us, and keep coming back. Uh Another cool thing, Don, it's the 75th anniversary of the agency, right? Exactly, exactly. And, uh, and I was here for the 50th. I wasn't here for the, the, for the, from the get-go, but uh, <laughs> almost seems like. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's really neat to, to look back, you know, and, and uh, kind of assess what all is, has happened in a good way and yeah, with, yeah. with wildlife and conservation over the last 25 years. and. Like last 75 since 1949 when we were initiated as the Tennessee Game and Fish Commission. Yeah, and I think that was in February, so that's why we're kind of kicking it off uh, you yes. know, in February of this year. And uh, you'll see events going on around the state. We're going to try to put some stuff together for folks to come out and, and enjoy and celebrate the 75th anniversary yeah. of the agency. Uh, yep. So a lot of cool stuff there. Uh uh, before we get too deep here, I just want to introduce our guest. Tyler Deaver is here with us this week. Uh, uh, appreciate you coming back and being on the show with us. Yeah, thanks for having me back, guys. It's been, what, 
uh, episode 204, I believe it was, way back, a few years. It's been a while, man. I had that long hair we were talking about before. It's down to my shoulders almost. It's scary looking. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, looking good. Got the clean cut going on. Uh, we're going to dive into some stuff you've been getting into. You now have a son who's out hunting and fishing with you. And He's a wild man, man. A three-year-old monster is what he is. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to those stories. And, and I think it was a workout video or something you saw online, right, yeah. of working out where, yeah. where Tyler's kind of prepping for, for maybe a trip out west or something. Yeah. So. I, I thought I gotta get get in on some of this. Yeah. I, I could use a little workout. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we dive into all that, uh, turkey season is gonna be here before you know it. Uh, spring is will be here. I uh, just want to touch on those dates. So, April sixth and seventh is the young sportsman hunt for the uh, twenty four spring season, and then uh, April thirteenth through the May twenty sixth is when uh, the adults and everybody else can get out there and chase them. Right. So that's cool. Um, Squirrel season runs through March 15th, so get out there and chase some squirrels. Rabbit season and uh, grouse and quail, I've noticed on our little cheat sheet here, is February 29th, so leap year, get an extra day. Get that extra day, yeah. <laughs> Take advantage of it. So uh, get out there and enjoy the outdoors. Now's a great time to small game hunt and, and get ready for, for turkey season and all that fun stuff. Uh, last thing uh, that I want to touch on is the application period for the elk. Uh, that is open. A lot of people may have missed that last year. We adjusted that application period so folks can get their name in a hat and then have more time to prep for the hunt right? rather and than having that happen plan later. Plan vacation times and things like that. It just uh, makes it a lot more convenient and uh, uh, get get your name in a hat early. Yeah, so uh, through, April, or through February 28th, that's the deadline, February 28th for the uh, application period for the elk. Uh, 19 permits this year, uh, 17 uh, it will go into the quota, one youth quota, which is 18, and then one for the uh, conservation raffle, which makes 19 permits. Yes. So go outdoorstennessee.com to buy your license, to uh, apply for those, and get outside. That's right. Yeah. So, Tyler, thanks for being here. Uh, you're going to play some songs for us today. Uh, we're going to talk hunting. We're going to talk fishing. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, in a, in, I tell you what, let's do a song. Let's, okay. Let's go ahead and kick it off with a song. Sure, we can do that. Um, yeah, I, you've got a couple here. I don't know which one you want to do first, but just kind of uh, introduce it. And let's yeah. let's jump in there. Yeah, absolutely. I like. Well, yeah, good to be back. I'm glad it's it had been a while. I was glad I, we're friends on Facebook and stuff. So I see you occasionally yeah. in, in the metaverse, right? But <laughs> yeah. but uh, it's good to see you guys in person again. And I always love being in here with all the you know the stuff we love, right? The, re, yeah. the recurve and I got the, the bear archery thing. Like, that's good stuff. And <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, uh, um, this song, I, I guess I'll throw a first at you. It's called Country Music Got Sold. Okay. And uh, I wrote this a few years back um, for when I have got to cut my first album officially, finally. Finally put one together and saved up enough, all them pennies, you know, and <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and put it together. And and um, one thing I always used to miss, and kind of we were talking about before we were on here, was on the radio stations, you know, it used to be so much 90s country, which I'm a 93 baby, so I, mm. I grew up with that. And But I love the classic stuff, too. And I I just remember growing up and man i just love there's some songs that would come on like right when i would you know was probably old enough to start driving and before where i'm like man like it had me it had me hooked right the words uh -huh. had me hooked not just the melody but Definitely. those lyrics had me and i would like stop and i was focused on the and cranking up that radio and listening to what it would <laughs> what they were saying and i'm all for just a fun you know nothing song with just kind of the whatever lyrics but i miss the those there used to be so many songs like the that meat. man yeah the meat yeah. of that and the meat and potato song yeah, you know and that's what, why we love country so much and that's kind of what this uh this song is about um so yeah this one's uh country music got sold and play that for you and see what you think awesome
Yes, they must have sold it Cause there's nothing left to see They bulldozed in that structure They stood a hundred years plus me Maybe I can buy it back With these pennies I've been making The guitar picking singing folks Ain't making in the bacon Do you hear me out there? Is anybody there now? Too late if we start now Grab some bricks and we'll start building Can one man make a difference At twenty-some years old Nobody told me Country music got sold Don't get me wrong I ain't trying to rattle your cage Some of these songs today And be ashamed to ever written by my name I used to turn up that dial And listen to the stories Maybe even shed a tear For the songs that seem made for me Do you hear me out there? Is anybody listening? Ain't too late if we start now Grab some bricks and we'll start building Can one man make a difference at twenty-some years old? Nobody told me country music got sold They forgot to tell me country music got sold Awesome. Awesome. Oh, I love that one. That's awesome. Thank you. So how's that project going? Uh, a new album that's on the latest album, right? Yeah. Well, yes, yeah, so this one was on my when I actually got to cut and everything. Yeah. And then, yeah, now it's kind of that process of kind of compiling all the other ones and kind of, you know, ciphering through all the, the you know, how it is like I have like literally on my phone, I could probably show you. 200 you know verse and chorus type of situation ideas yeah but it's like oh and then you gotta you gotta narrow it down and pick okay i'm gonna pick you know 10 of them or whatever it yeah. is you know and you know you know how it is like as musicians you guys both know it's like cutting albums not cheap man like yeah 
there's some studios, you know, it's like where you're paying to get it done by like a professional group and everything. You might pay $2,000 a song. Mm. It's like, woo. Yeah. So it adds up quick. And so, but there's other studios where you don't have to pay that much, right? And luckily as a musician, you have a bunch of musician friends <laughs> yeah. that are willing to play a lot cheaper and they're still super talented. Oh, so yeah. that's, that's yeah. kind of more the route that I think I'll be going this time. And then you can cut a few more of your tunes too, mm -hmm. which is exciting. So I'm hoping maybe in this next year, I'll be able to get another album out there. I'm thinking. Well, definitely in the right town for it. And there's all kinds of talent out there. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. And I mean, even doing it at home is easy too. Sometimes, you know, the technology there, it's making it easier for artists to to cut their own stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. You should have you should have brought your instruments throughout the drums. We could have <laughs> we could have cut a promo right here. Man, what are we thinking? Demo. We could have demo. <laughs> right. That's right. So Yeah, you were you were talking about the the technology's changed, but gosh, yeah, there are a lot of home quote unquote home studios now where uh you know, I, I play with well we we play with a guitar player that does overdubs at his house, mm -hmm. you know. They'll they'll send the track over and he'll he'll sit there and and work out the the arrangement and do his own thing and then ship it back over. Pretty you know? cool, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty pretty neat and and like Jason was saying, we are in a hotbed of music Relationship here, yeah. you know. A lot of times, people say, "Oh man, I went to this great studio and spent all this money." But you know, the studio is one thing, but the musicianship is really what what brings it home. Absolutely, and mm -hmm. you're right, man. There's so many good artists. It's like, I mean, obviously, you've had a ton of them on the show, right? It's like yeah. I know I have a friend, uh, Jimmy Herman, is his name. He's good buddies with Chris that you had on your podcast a couple oh, yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Jimmy used to play fiddle for like Carrie Underwood and all them, and they play him and Chris play all the time. And it's just like you, you run into these guys and you don't know who you're talking to. Like, yeah, you know how talented <laughs> they are, and, and it's the same thing downtown. I mean, George Jones, longtime steel player, still plays downtown. I've played with him a few times on Broadway in the past. You know where he they still want to play, and you know down there too, and you know, and it's like you never know who you're looking at. You tell yeah. the, these crowds come in and you don't realize like you don't. That's like that's George Strait's this or that's you know whoever. Yeah. It's like it's crazy, man. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh wow. Well, uh, let's talk hunting, fishing. Yeah, uh, how did your 23, 24 season go? I mean, we're now in twenty four, but the twenty three hunting season. How was it? Yes. What'd you get into? So, admittedly, so this year I didn't get to hunt as much as I wanted. That's my first excuse, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the good thing is the the one trip I really got to go on, it was successful. Yeah. You know, with the harvest and everything, so I was really happy about that. I did a ton of fly fishing this year. Um, just cause it's, you know, it's a little more accessible and you know how it is. I got a, we were talking about, I got a three-year-old son and mm -hmm. he keeps me busy with everything else and a lot of touring this year. And so I, I didn't get it in the hunting woods as much as I was hoping. Um, I'm thinking this year will be different. I got a bunch of stuff planned, but yeah. I got to go uh, back home and, um, I did a decent chunk of shed hunting and stuff down here, but didn't really get in the woods too much to actually hunt. Um, but uh, I went back home, uh, to Wisconsin in November uh, and I got a really nice buck on Veterans Day um, when I was up there. Oh, nice. Had a, had a nice one, and I got him out of, uh, I think we talked about last time, I, I hunt out of a tree saddle a lot of times. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Just because, man, it's just, they're so versatile, and you can just kind of get anywhere. Makes it easy, too. And it's, it's pretty crazy. I just is, started man. hunting out of one of those. Did you? I was going to say, I remember last time we talked about them uh, years ago, and they weren't really taken off right, yet. And right. now it's like, that's the thing, yeah. you know? And uh, But I loved it, because it was one of those things where had I not had that, might have got pegged in the tree, because, mm -hmm. you know, I was kind of, he kind of came up over a ridge and I was kind of right there. And so I could get be able to kind of be in behind the tree sort of, he didn't really see me and he came to a, a grunt call 
that I had, he had kind of crested a ridge and where I grew up in Wisconsin, it's really hilly. So it's like big cliffs and stuff. So he kind of came out of a ditch and I could see from a distance, good sized bodied buck. I could tell it was a buck and he went over the ridge. I I never really got to see his headgear and I didn't didn't see the antlers much. And so I could hear him walking just over the lip of the ridge. And so I just, I grunted kind of to my left over the hill that I'm on the edge of. Oh yeah. And I just kind of waited and sure enough, he kind of popped over like, oh, what's going on? You know, and looked and he was looking right at the base of my tree, kind of like, trying to see and luckily for me he was curious enough yeah. that he didn't just leave he <laughs> he kind of came over and he walked about 22 yards and he was just looking right past me and i was able to shoot him and he literally ran about five yards and he was right there so oh, i didn't nice. no track job which was nice yeah um that's always a benefit and probably the easiest drag job i've ever had because he <laughs> is on the top of the ridge so i just down to the down hill. hill road and i pulled the truck up and went down to the house so i was like that that ain't gonna happen again. Gravity's a good thing. In <laughs> oh that man, case, isn't it? It never happens that way. They always go to the valley, and then you have to drag them back out. You know. So I was like, "This is happening right now." Like, it was a, it was a good day, and got the the freezer full of deer venison, which is oh, great. Good. And man, the you know the wife and my son and I like that's you know that's pretty much what we're living off of right now. You know, that's awesome. that's great to have. And so it was a, it was a good season in the deer woods for sure. And I'm looking maybe hopefully get some turkey hunting in this mm-hmm. spring. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm ready to chase some gobblers, man. Well, holler at me. We'll go. I Love to man, that'd be, <laughs> be fun. fun. Uh, hit some public land, or you know, start out some some spots. That'd Absolutely. be fun. Um, so you said you you're back in your country, but were you on your family farm? I guess yes. Yeah. I was on awesome. the the one of the family farms there, um, and uh, yeah, it's you know we had. Um, Probably it's been quite a few years ago now. We used to have a couple farms. I grew up on old dairy farms, yeah, and yeah. Um, we sold one of them a few years back, unfortunately. And it's you know the age old thing, like it's the way it goes, man. Farms yeah. get sold, you yeah. know. Country gets uh, sold, right? <laughs> oh, it hurts, man. It hurts. It uh, and I luckily though I um, I still have a good relationship with the landowners, um, and so they they usually let me hunt when oh, I'm back nice. if I want to and everything. Very and, good. Right. Um, so they're really generous about that, and um, so that that's great because a lot of people when they lose the land they don't get that. You know, right. so I'm, I'm lucky that they are still very cool people and they're from the area back there. So they know mm-hmm. the family and stuff. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. you know, I, I get, man, not everybody gets to grow up doing that. I was very lucky where being so obsessed with the fishing and the hunting, that's all I wanted to do. I stayed out of trouble, you know, because like <laughs> I was so busy when school would get done, I'd drive right to the farm, you yeah. know, and I was fishing or whatever like that. And. I was also lucky because my mom was the high school secretary, so she'd let me play hooky every once in a while. <laughs> and there's a lot of Fridays in November where I'd be like, hey, you know, I don't want everything to do this afternoon. If I could just maybe, and she's like, just go, just go. And I'm like, it's only so many hours a day lot. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I can get in the stand. That was the great thing too, is like that farm, you know, it is like in rural small towns. The farm isn't too far away from town. Mm-hmm. So I could get down to the farm in 20 minutes. And so I'm like sitting there going like, I could be in the stand in about... 50 minutes if I hurry, you know, kind of thing. And so I had some, I, I was lucky, man. I, I didn't, I didn't take it for granted then. And I'm glad because, you know, it's being, you know, a long ways away now. You don't, it, that isn't the, the case. You yeah, know, it's, it's a, a lot of folks that live, you know, in the, in the city, you got to drive a good poke to get mm-hmm. to some good private land or, or to any land, public land as well. You yeah, know? yeah. So I was lucky. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, how well, about fishing this past year? And I saw a photo of you and your son out yeah. fishing. You know, I, I see the trout hat going on. Yeah. So I know you're a big trout fisherman. But what? How did how the fishing season go? It was fun, man. I I love fly fishing. I um, it's just something that my uh my uncle 
years ago uh, we were just you know fishing and he had he was a he lives in Colorado and he's always he's oh, a big wow. outdoorsman yeah he's, he's done it all man he he even got to go uh, shoot a red stag this year so he's been he's been to Africa he's been everywhere to shoot animals and Very stuff cool. and great fisherman great fly fisherman and he got me into we were catching um, bluegill I think somewhere I was pretty young and he just we were catching and he handed me his fly rod and I thought it was just the feeling's so different if you've never done it, it's hard to explain but just you just feel it so much more uh-huh. you know than obviously than like a like a regular like a bait caster any mm-hmm. kind of reel like yeah, that definitely and it's not that it's any you know the regular reels are awesome too i love it but like something about that fly rod man and of course the the weights you know the lighter the the rod the more you feel it on a fly rod so like i have for trout fishing i'll have like a three weight rod so it feels like you're catching a 30 inch fish you know uh-huh. sometimes when it's only like a 12 inch fish yeah. <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah. so it's oh man it's it's fun and uh see so yeah, i grew up doing that and just got hooked no pun intended and then um I would get uh, into the all the flies and all that stuff, yeah. man. Like everything, though, man, you can you can spend as much money as you want to, right? I mean, ooh, yeah. that stuff ain't cheap. And so I, I get to go, and I've got to catch a lot of trout this year. And uh, I'd love to. Uh, I see some guys, you know, they'll backpack up into like some mountain stream and stuff, you uh-huh. know, and catch like cutthroat and stuff like that. I would love to do something like that one day. I a lot of times I'm catching you know brown just because there's brown trout just about anywhere you go. It sure. seems like, but um, got to fish in Montana um, a little bit this year and catch some trout which is pretty cool mm-hmm. when i was out playing some shows out west uh-huh. and that was beautiful out there man that's just uh, a whole nother thing out there sitting on the mountain just there ain't nobody out there just you and the fish and that's a that's a good feeling man yeah yeah that's awesome that's yeah. awesome well we'll get into uh some talk about out west but how about you play us another song yeah absolutely. and then we'll dive into some of that yeah, workout stuff you had been talking about <laughs> absolutely <laughs> this one uh 100 acres right yeah i'm gonna so, throw this one yeah yeah tell us about that one this one um this uh kind of that farm I was talking about. So it's um, if I'm being technical, the farm that we sold was 80 acres, but yeah. it, was, it was 100 yeah. acres. Things better. Round things better. Yeah, yeah. rounded. Yeah, rounded up a little bit. <laughs> and uh, it's you know it's like I think that so many farm kids or anybody that grew up in the rural setting like that, you know, it's like to you know lose a piece of land or somebody that had a family like that. That happens, and there's so many people that that's the case. And you know, I wanted to write a song about just how it made me feel. And you know, I I. I guess it's, you know, one of those things where, like, I proposed to my wife on that farm and, like, you uh, yeah. know, which I, know, I don't know if I can sound any more redneck than that, right? That's, 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 <laughs> that's the way it is, you know, but, you know, a lot of great memories, you know, of that place and my dog and I, man, we, uh, my dog Copper, I'd lost her this year. She, 13 years old and we, the adventures and the stuff that we got into up there, yeah. all the shed antlers and stuff. So it's a special place. Um, and it was a over a century farm uh, for my family. So wow. it was tough to, tough to lose it. So that's what this song's kind of about. And, uh, I don't know if it makes it better or worse, but it's uh, at least I remember it. So oh, I'm, sure it'll, I'm sure it'll uh, paint pictures for many listeners out there. Oh, yeah. No, I hope you like it. Remember that on tractor shed. All the times that we hid In the cab of that Massey Ferguson Just a guy and a girl A hundred acres Being a farm kid has its perks Sunset orange tops after church Holding hands, walking down the logging road Just a guy and a girl Hundred acres 
I think we took that place for granted The cows, the hills and the white tail bucks I wonder if that shed still standing Wonder if that farm kinda misses us Just a guy and a girl A hundred acres Guess you heard they sold the farm Big city money's got a tempting charm They sold the tractor and the house then burned it down Guess it's up to us to keep the memories around I think we took that place for granted the cows, the hills, and the white tail bucks. I wonder if that shed's still standing. Wonder if that farm kind of misses us. Houston guy and a girl. A hundred acres. Granted, the cows, the hills, and the white tail bucks. I wonder if that shed's still standing. Wonder if that farm misses us. Just a guy and a girl, hundred acres. farm song there yeah i like it i like that i can uh i can just see some folks going through that you know and and missing that farm or wonder if that farm still misses yeah. us i like yeah. that lyric yeah yeah that's definitely that's, that's cool nice. well um before we run out of time we got a few minutes here uh i was watching i was browsing facebook one day i saw you working out uh, yeah. carrying tires or weight <laughs> balls or something I mean, up the hill and, and derrick henry huh? yeah, yeah. <laughs> right I'm kidding. I and then i saw you out shooting a bow with your son in the same kind of setting but uh anyway what what's going on there what are you working yeah. for I really, what are you working towards yeah i really this year i really wanted to you know i feel like you know lifting and and trying to stay in somewhat shape has always been something you know that i've kind of dabbled in for since middle school but i really wanted this year to like take it up a notch you know and I, I think for probably about the last year i've been like i need to i really want to get in good shape and be ready and it helps a lot of things i want i want to do it just for me sure you know, too yeah. but i i also i want to eventually be able to go out west and one of my biggest dreams to do of course elk hunting but i really would love to do like a spot and stock mountain high country mule deer hunt where i'm probably by myself just you know dispersed camping backpacking for a week or two at a time wow. and i'll have to haul that thing out myself mm -hmm. and you know it's like there's, you know, there's people that do that, but it's like, you know, mule deer are not small, you know, obviously like that's a lot. If you get one and if I'm lucky enough to be successful, 
I want to be able to be strong enough. I'm, I still probably won't be able to take it out in one trip, but yeah. like be strong enough and in shape enough to be able to pack out, you know, sure. 200 pounds or whatever it is on my backpack and make a trip or two. And I'm like, I know I can't do that right now. You know, so it's like, I want to start that process. And part of that's the cardio too. And I, yeah. I don't love cardio. I don't know many people that <laughs> do. And I, uh, actually the other day I'm going to run a half marathon with my sister, um, in Nashville and, uh, on, in April when they have the St. Jude's oh, yeah, marathon. Cool. So oh. I'm going to, I'm going to run a half cause I've never, I'm not ready for a full yet, no. but, uh, I'm going to run the half and see how it goes. And I've been putting on the miles and yeah I, I uh we had a tree fall down in our yard a while back so we'd cut that up that's what it was log yep carrying the log <laughs> i wasn't tired there there's a couple of them are pretty there's a couple of light ones i'll like kind of warm up with and you know but i don't even know what they weigh i need to get a scale on them but they got to be pretty hefty and they're of course after it rains or something too it's oh like yeah oh yeah so things are just soaked and <laughs> and heavy so that's kind of been my training tactic you know and see where it goes yeah well, that's awesome that's awesome yeah it's always good to be in shape for for just life you know and and being around for your kids one day too you yes, know sir. and uh, that's cool and so stay healthy get out there and, and work for it especially if you're going to hunt like that too exactly yeah yeah, uh, yeah. that's awesome and Tyler's been navigating all those uh, out west uh, regulations and all the stuff you got to put in for uh, for for tags and that kind of thing. And every state's different. And uh, we we're just talking. He said Tennessee's easy. I know <laughs> by comparison. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Tennessee's awesome by comparison. The west it it gets tricky out there. But no, I love the TWRA man. You got the great map systems and everything. It's very straightforward compared to a lot of states. All right. Hundred percent. Awesome. Good to know. Yeah, that's good, good to, know. to hear. Good yeah. To hear. Well, Tyler, I appreciate you being with us. Thank uh, you for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. I feel like the show flew by, but it's a great conversation, great music. We'll have to have you back. That sounds like a plank. So good to see you guys again, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. Same here, Tyler. It's been fun. Uh, Don, thank you. Sure. Uh, thank you guys for watching, for listening. Uh, share us, like us, uh, find us out there, and, and, and tell others, and uh, keep watching. So this is Tennessee Wildcast, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.